Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up at 12.30 from Berea. 12.30. We will hear it right here on Basket of Phelps on 92.3 The Fan. 92.3 The Fan has your tickets to see your Cleveland Cavaliers take on the Boston Celtics. It's Wednesday, November 2nd, 7.30, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Tickets available at Cavs.com. You can listen weekdays at 7.20, 10.20, 4.20, and you'll get a word to be announced, and then you can text that word to 20357 by the end of the hour, and you will be registered to win. Text and data rates may apply, so get rules at www.923thefan.com. Well, what did you think of my question that I asked you before we went to break? Do you think the front office this year believed that this team was going to make the playoffs or at least by week 11, although I do think that probably the front office thought he was only going to get six games in the beginning, or at least they were hoping that, for Deshaun Watson, that they were going to be able to take this team with Jacoby Brissett and hand it over to Deshaun Watson so they can make a playoff run at the end of the season? Or do you think they realized that once he got 11 games that they were just trying to hold steady? Because if that's the case, like the thing that bothers me more than anything is I think Nick Chubb's in his prime, and much like Joe Thomas, I think they're wasting a year of him. I think they probably thought he'd get six games and they'd be right there for a playoff push. So should the front office be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs this year? Sure. And will that come well, at some expense? I mean, we have a front office. Guys, we have ownership guys get injured, so you have to play with – you know, Dak Prescott was out in Dallas. Cooper Rush did a great job. Jacoby Brissett's done a real solid job here. They should be disappointed. I, I would I would argue the point, if anybody says that the reason they haven't won those close games is Jacoby Brissett. Now, if you had Deshaun Watson, maybe you win them. But I, I don't think, and I know Jacoby threw interceptions at the end of those games. That's all right. You're not going to come back in that situation and win them all anyway. I think it's been it's well, an if overall you look team at, thing why you lose four games by three points or less. So they've had an opportunity. So let's just say they won two of those four games. Yeah, then they're I right mean, there. And, and, and look again, I'm not you should like you shouldn't have the same expectations you do for Deshaun Watson as you would Jacoby Brissett, or maybe even what you had for Baker Mayfield two years ago. But I do think that you know those star-studded quarterbacks figure out a way to win two out of four of those games. I do. Like yesterday, still, even with that may be true with twenty two. I mean, isn't that the difference between except for a, one a backup and a, and a franchise? Like we sit here, we've talked for eleven years about what is a franchise quarterback. So, is it easy to define a franchise quarterback as a guy that would have helped them win three of the four games that they've lost by three points no, or I, less? I I see your point. I'm just not going to blame Jacoby for those. Yeah, I'm not blaming him either. I, I just, but I do fault. think there were opportunities that. That Aaron, Other quarterbacks, that Aaron Rodgers we, or maybe Deshaun Rogers. Watson or I'm, maybe Tom Brady wins. Yes. It's the difference between a mega contract quarterback and a, a well, run-of-the-mill maybe, guy. but ask the folks in Denver what they think about that. Russell Wilson's been god-awful. What would Russell Wilson have looked like here with our offensive line yeah, and maybe some question. of our receivers? I mean, we can play this game a, a million times over. I just I, I look back at these four four out of the five losses. Like last last week, we just got crushed. We got out coached, out played, out everything last week against New England. I didn't feel like if I had that no, game, the Browns flat out lost. Yeah, if I Done. had no mm-hmm. cheering interest, I would have said yesterday's game was a good game to watch. It was kind of fun. It would have been fun to watch. It just sucks because I'm a Browns fan, and that you get irritated by. Stuff that happened at the end of the game, but I will never blame an official. Which, by the way, we haven't talked about any of that yeah. stuff at the end of the game. Well, 
let's Jets game defense lost it late, right? Yep. Jets came well, special back. teams, special teams as yeah. well. The Atlanta game, that was a total team loss to me. It, you, I thought you had that game, and you just never ever really got it rolling. Chargers game, I don't know, team loss again. Defense gave up thirty points. That's, they have a pretty good, pretty good offense though. Justin Herbert. They got smoked by New England, and yesterday felt like a team loss. Defense was pretty good yesterday. I thought, I thought they they played a better game, and so I. Although I mean, before the 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 strip, they were walking down the field again. Before the strip, they were walking down. I mean, they were literally running down the field. Is what I, I should say. They had trouble stopping the run on that, and then yeah. you come up with a big play. Okay, I'll take it. Let me throw this at you though. Mm-hmm. You just said if you have a franchise quarterback, you know maybe you win two of those games, three of those games, whatever it is. I think if you have a franchise quarterback that you're paying what our franchise quarterback is, you win at least three out of four of those games. So based you, on the paycheck. So that goes back to, but but that doesn't guarantee anything, Andy. Then why would you pay someone that much and give? Ask us that the many folks dr- in Denver. Ask the folks in Arizona. I mean, just because you're paying these guys doesn't necessarily guarantee a win. But I get your point. But then that goes back to what we talked about in the 10 o'clock hour, which is this. Well, if you don't have that guy, then why are you calling a game that's based around having a guy like that? That I'm speechless because I think you're correct. That's the thing. I And again, I, I think Jacoby Brissett's done a really solid job. Solid. And he was good yesterday. He was good. But I'm not, I'm not going to ask a guy who isn't, that kind of guy to go out and be the man who wins the game for us all the time. Hey, I'm calling this game because you're the guy who's going to make those plays. No, you know what? If he was the guy who was going to make those plays, he wouldn't be on his fourth team in like seven years. He's a really good backup quarterback, and I think he's a competent NFL quarterback. I think he is. He's better than what Baker was last year. And it wasn't better than Baker was playoff year but he's better than what Baker was last year and but it seems to me like they're calling a game and putting together an offense based on hey man we've got a kick-ass quarterback and we have a we have a very competent quarterback so I feel really weird talking about that because I think I don't blame him I think he's done a really competent job I do but I'm not going to tr- I don't want to put him in position to win the game for us. That that to me is it. Don't put him in that position. Use Kareem and Nick together. Get it to Amari Cooper more than 3 times in a game. And you know, or so scheme it that way. And it it just it's a weird thing to me. Kenny is in Kent, home of our Golden Flashes. Hello Kenny. Hey, thanks for um, uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. I yes. just got one one question. Uh, why would you challenge a call and they're punting anyway? Um, I'll uh, I'll just um, I'll just hang up and I'll and I'll listen. All right, Kenny. Thank you, Andy. That was perplexing because they thought he was down. Like listening to the radio feed, they thought he was down, and it could have meant the difference between I, I don't know how many yards were there in between. Where they thought he was down, did you? Because I, I listened to that part on the radio. But he, he, I got there were some perplexing things that happened. There always are that happened on 
um, in that game yesterday that were kind of just like I, the end of the like you know what else is weird like I don't understand why the Ravens call timeout at the end of the game inside of two minutes did you catch it that kind of gave the Browns slight life didn't it kinda, yeah I don't under, yeah. I, like did anyone catch that I was like why would they call timeout here yeah. it didn't make any sense Jim's in Strongsville hi Jim hey guys look I under I, I understand the frustration situationally with the play calls. I get it. Like you look at it, when you look at analytically the numbers, they're running situationally is where we have problems with their running the ball and using Nick Chubb. Let's face it. Like when they had the ball with over two minutes to go, there was absolutely no reason you had plenty of time to pull him off the field, especially considering that he had just gashed him on the previous drive. So that's one, that's one thing. I do have a problem with that, but we never picked the offense. Well, this offense is statistically ranked in the top five, uh, you know, so it's been, it's been good, Jim. That's, there's no question about yeah. that. So we're nitpicking. When you look at yesterday's game, you know what yesterday's game really came down to, and we always ignore it because unless it's a big play, we don't. Special teams. We're, we're bringing the ball out of the end zone. We're fielding punts inside our 10-yard line. We're giving up long returns that give them a short field. Getting penalties that on stuff, field goals at the end of the game. That stuff all adds up. And when you're playing in the NFL in these close games, you can't keep making those kind of mistakes because cumulatively they affect the outcome. And, Jeff, the one thing I will take you kind of the task on is, look, I, don't, I, I think they should probably, for his benefit as much as their own, they should move Kareem. And I say that for this reason. Nick Chubb is so much better than Kareem Hunt that when they pull Nick Chubb off the field and bring Kareem in, you take a step backwards. And I know, that, I know he needs a breather now and again, but I feel like every time he comes off the field, Nick Chubb is your biggest weapon. You, you make your offense less lethal every time he comes off the field. And for the benefit of using them here and there together on the field to move Kareem into the slot, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think the value, you're, the benefit isn't, isn't outweighing the detriment. In that so, point. Jim, Jim let, me throw, let me throw one point at you back at that. If you took Kareem and put him on the wide receiver scale or put him in the, the, the depth chart of wide receivers, where would you have him? I would have him at three. If you I'd wanted to playing, put him, I'd be playing him in the slot. Right, because David be Bell isn't giving slot. you what we thought we would see out of David Bell. So it would be Amari, it would be Donovan, and then I would put Kareem in this. I would well, line him up David as a wide Bell's receiver. Maybe David Bell's not getting the opportunities. Again, then maybe he's not earning the right. opportunities. Good phone I, call, I, Jim. I, I Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Jim. Guys. Thank you, Jim. The, the Kareem thing to me is this, though. How many guys in the league are as good as Nick Chubb? Couple, maybe. Oh, I see where you're going. Derrick yeah. Henry. I'll buy that. Okay. I'll buy that. After that, Kareem Hunt's dang good. Okay. I, I think he's I think he's really good. He got stopped twice yesterday behind the line of scrimmage because Patrick Queen was already there. All right. So I, I I'm I'm not going to say that Kareem Hunt is not a good running back because I think he's outstanding. Kansas City Chiefs thought he was outstanding when he led the league in rushing. The the question here is we have Nick Chubb. And okay, if you if you're not Nick Chubb, like the Browns had Leroy Kelly, they had Jim Brown too. Right. Well, Leroy Kelly ended up in the Hall of Fame after Jim Brown left. Good point. Good point. So yeah, you can do it with two really good running backs. Doesn't mean that one has to be better than the other. Nate is with us in West Salem. Hi, Nate. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, it's real simple. As long as Kevin Stefanski's calling the plays, we're going to lose these games by three points forever and the moment someone else starts calling the plays and doesn't get meddled with by Kevin Stefanski the head coach we're going to start winning these games by three by three points Nate do, Nate do you say that because you don't like the offense or because you want his attention elsewhere 
I, um, uh, I think his attention would be good elsewhere, but I don't like the offense at critical points in the game, and it's those critical points that are costing these games. And, and, and actually, they're costing us seasons. We can't, on one hand, say these issues are glaring and that this is basic stuff and then not actually criticize the offensive play calling. Someone else, and he's not changing. This is who he is. This, this is how he wants to call plays. You want Nick and Cream on the field? So do I. I'd, I'd love to have the guy that was calling plays when Mack and Biner were doing it. We're not, we need someone that knows how to handle these guys, what we have. And we're not going to get it with Kevin, the play caller. He can do well for 97% of the time, but on those 3% that wins the games, he doesn't have it. He's not going to have it. And as long as he continues to call plays, we're not winning those games, guys. All right, Nate. Thank you for the phone call. I, I have a hard time knocking him as a play caller. The offense has been really good. There are just situations where you think you should do something else. And th- that, to me, is what it's all about. That That's the thing that gets me a little bit. In certain situations, I'd love to see other things. That's the way that goes. Overall, the offense has been really successful. But, and as Jim said, you know, we're nitpicking this and that. You know why we're nitpicking? Because they're losing three, two, and one-point games. I agree. That, that's that's what we're doing right now. Uh, if you're on hold, stick with us. We'll get right to you before we go to Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's 12.30. I'm Jeff Phelps. My buddy's Andy Baskin. Kevin Stefanski will be speaking, oh, in about seven minutes or so. You'll hear it right here. And press conferences are brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at BigNissan.com. Senior correspondent Ed is in Medina. Hi, Ed. Ed! Hi, let me go over my playlist here since, you know, that guy Kevin's following me probably. So let me go rapid-fire random thoughts. Okay, go. Yep. Okay, Jacoby Brissett has done an outstanding job, my opinion, because how many games did he – Okay, so before he came, there was this one-loss record. What's his one loss? Okay, so as I, as I recall, and even yesterday he won the game, obviously a, a dubious call, but how many times did we have the defense collapse this season? So his record could be, what, 5-1? and one? Could be. 4-1? and one? 
Could be, but and, I mean, look, I, and I'm not trying okay. to. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate on you, really quick here. What if they would have pushed I'm the not, ball I'm down not, the? I'm, go I'm ahead. not relinquishing my time. Okay, so you got the whole show for yourself. So anyway, whoa, whoa right, Nelly, right. senior correspondent. Thomas, you know what I mean, Jeff Thomas. Whoa. Okay, so anyway, uh, so anyway, by the standard set by his record coming into the season, you know, he gets he gets the one loss record based on the whole team, right? Okay, so, keep going. Hurry. Point. Let's go. You got next about 10 point. seconds oh, okay. now. Yeah, somebody wow. must be reading my text about Jim Brown would have been benched by Stefanski. I don't know who that could have been. But anyway, da-da-da-da. Okay. Keep and going. Then the, and then the last thing is, you know, these offensive guys overthink themselves. Kyle Shanahan overthought himself. Could had the Patriots beaten in the Super Bowl through the ball, right? Uh, what's the face up in Seattle? Instead of running Marshawn Lynch into the into the thing, he, he throws. threw the ball, and got intercepted. Oh, so so anyway, I think sometimes these offensive coordinators overthink the position. And if I had Jim Brown, he'd never leave the field. For Baskin and Phelps, this is your senior correspondent. And now it's time for Kevin, whoever in. Well, not not goodbye. quite Ed. Goodbye. Ed. I, I love the idea though, trying to pitch right to it. That would have been smooth. He's on a roll. Fred's in Maple Heights. Fred, Kevin Spansky coming up in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to say real quick, ask a question, man. I just want to say that, again, Stefanski shows the same thing, man. He's a guy with no rhythm, man. He's a guy that dances the same way through every song, no matter what song's playing in the bar, in my opinion. He's going <laughs> he, he to do that the, the same one, two steps the whole way through. And it might get you away from time to time because you got beer goggles on. You might not be paying it any attention, but once the, once that starts to wear off and you really pay attention to this guy, you're going to say, hey, this guy's been dancing like this for the last 30 minutes. What's going on? Now you're really going to question him. But see, that's what I think is going on in the city because how that's is right. this many people in the city not seeing some of the same things we've seen? Yo, I wish you guys would have an uncensored podcast because I know the things that you really want to say about this team after a loss you can't say on air. So I think that that would be cool, man, because we need to take off the, 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 the – stop drinking the optimistic part of the glass or whatever the case may be, man, because we're not that good. Winners find ways to win. I, I, like Chuck said, we don't want to win. Jeff, you don't want to hear it. I'm convinced we don't want to win because really? where I'm from, where I'm from I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think a unanimous part of the team cares about winning. I think it's more individualism going on right now with this team on both aspects all the way around throughout the building. I think that's what it's been. Maybe some of it is contract stuff. We don't know. Maybe guys feel like, hey, why should I cover the flat this hard when this guy just got $100 million? He don't do too much. You don't know what people are thinking. You know what I'm saying? I just seem like it's just nobody's on the same page. The linebackers are slow. They're, they're, they're so slow. They, they react after the ball is caught. That makes no sense. Donovan Peoples-Jones was running in special teams yesterday. That guy is slow. I didn't understand why was he back there. I mean, we we I, some of the things again. I'm, how is it that none of us? We how is it that all of us in the city can call into the radio station? We can talk to you guys. You guys see it. You guys know more about it than most of us because y'all been watching it longer than some of us. How is it that we can see and call some of this stuff out, but yet the organization can't call out some of this stuff? Can you act, riddle me that, please, Fred? No, I think Thank you hit you. it with <laughs> the dancing. I think you hit it with the dancing. The thing. dancing it, was interesting. There's no rhythm. There's no rhythm on top of that, too. You know, it's funny. He did ask for a podcast. Did you notice that? I did. He was asking for and Gee, just I wonder what he out of the out of the blue. He's asking for some kind of podcast, and you know what? You could listen to and perhaps he's got yesterday's. Too could ask for anything more. Yeah.
post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder and I bring it to you, and uh, you can get it at 923thefan.com or through the Odyssey app. By the way, a new episode tomorrow morning and Thursday morning brought to you locally by my super friends at Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. So interesting that he asked for a podcast. Weird how that works. Kevin Stefanski's press conference is coming up in a few minutes. So, Sim, if by chance Kevin starts speaking, we'll put you back on hold. Hello, Sim. Hey, Sim. Hey, guys. I'm just wondering if if we think this is like a misuse of personnel here because it's like you guys talking about lining Kareem up on the slot and stuff like that. For as good as his hands have been over the years, I feel like that's a, something that should have been done. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Josh Cribs because, I mean, wasn't his position – Originally, when he came to the Browns, running back, using his kick returner, punt returner. Yeah, played quarterback uh, in college, up. of course. Yeah, huh? He played quarterback in college. Yeah, so, I mean, you see what I'm saying, though? You got guys – if we got guys that can play all over the field, why are we not utilizing them to their fullest potential? Like, you guys – same thing with Nick Stop Chubb. making like sense. Said, Stop making sense. Running. You know what, oh, it, Sam, what it shows me? I didn't know making sense was swearing on the radio. <laughs> you know, you Sim, the thing, the thing that, that perplexes me about it is, you know, you see other teams use their personnel. And I just think, do we are we that locked into something here? Is Kevin Stefanski, is his offensive staff, are they that locked in to what it is they're doing that they can't be creative enough to come up with things that work for your best personnel? That, that's the thing to me. I mean, because who do you want to see on the field? I, I'll give you the four guys that I would love to see on the field together all the time. Go for it. Nick Chubb. Okay. Or at least at least sometimes. No, just say it. It's no big deal. Go ahead. Sometimes. Okay. Nick Chubb. Yep. Amari Cooper. Okay. David Njoku. And Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. How can – it's – Andy, it's not that tough. NFL teams for decades – Played two running backs. What? They had no. a tight end. They had two wide receivers. They had two running backs. Jeff, that was when the rules were different and the Eagles were not yeah, defeated. Yeah, and you guess know. what? And guess what? Teams are, in this pass-happy age of the NFL, teams are running the ball successfully. Do you think that teams are expecting more passing? So maybe that's why that's opened up the run a little oh, bit? Oh, shut up. What? Oh, analytics will tell you that. I am not an anti-analytics person, and I've kind of like wh- wh- it goes back to the phone call. It's like you can see it. Why are you walking away from it? The Chubb stuff yesterday is just still driving me crazy. He rattles off three g- great runs, and it was like someone reminded Kevin that he was on your team. It's I, just it's so I, aggravating. I, I know the game evolves and things, but there are other there are concepts that work. And, and the concept that always seems to work is let's put our best guys on the field. Like, there's a. That, that right. works. So, but there's a variable with wide receivers. If a wide receiver is covered, you're not going to throw to him. So you go to option two or option three or maybe even option four, an outlet. Mm-hmm. With a running back, you know what option one is, and that's the option you're going to use. Like, you want to be a. a, a if you want to be a play caller, that's the one thing you know for sure, unless your quarterback walks up to the line and, and decides they're going to change the play at the, at the line of scrimmage, right? How often do we see that happen? How often do you see Jacoby changing the play? 
you would notice it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You'd I, be like, I, you oh. don't notice it very often, do you? So if it's if it's Nick, it is directly from the coach. Or whoever's calling the play in case he did to, wants to take a playoff or two. Kevin Stefanski's almost never late. Uh oh. He's late. We're gonna we're gonna hear from him momentarily here. What does that mean? Terry's Jeff? in Cleveland. Hello, Terry. Oh, good day, good day, fellas. Um, I just wanna um make it make it real fast. I've been saying it for two seasons that Stefanski was skeptical on his coaches, you guys remember, but um your caller from last, your last caller from last, he hit a lot of points. But um, my thing is this. My question is this to you all. Do you think Jimmy Haslam is really going to let Kevin Stavansky or this coaching staff, whatever the mix-up is in his locker room, going to coach his $230 million quarterback? Do you really think that's going to happen when you see all the shenanigans that have been happening in the past? I just want to hear from you, and I'm the first one bringing it up. Well, as I can see Jerry, right you think now. he'll get at least six games? Do you think you'll give him the six games of the season, or are we looking at the shakeup after the bye? I'm just – look, let's just be realistic because I am I know Browns fans are thinking that. The other issue was the yelling and screaming in the locker room yesterday. About leadership from what Scott Petrak heard. It just doesn't – I mean, it's – things do not – I mean, I know they're all on the inside and they're inside the bubble, thank you, and that they're all thinking together. But I I just – on the outside, it doesn't look good. You know what I – to, to get to Terry's point about Deshaun Watson, I think the way Kevin calls a game is better suited for a team. Hey guys, we now go to Berea for Deshaun Browns Watson. head coach Kevin Stefanski. Press conference brought to you by Nissan and Northampton. I know Nissan at Sheffield Village. Shop online, bignissan.com. He's week to week. Uh, we'll update uh, you guys as the week goes on. Farrell Brown is in concussion protocol. Uh, Jacob Phillips has a injury to his pec. Um, that's likely uh, season ending, but uh, we'll update you as this, as this week uh, goes on. You know, I think you guys understand how frustrating it is when, when you try to win in this league and, and you and you come close and, and you don't get it done. It's really frustrating, and, and it's frustrating because the guys are putting in the work, coaches are putting in the work, but we got to come away with uh, victory. So uh, we're we're committed to that. We're working hard in, in this building today, learning from yesterday. Uh, because you have to, you absolutely have to. You have to learn some of those little things that, that um, we can take care of, and then get over the hump and, and get a win, get a big uh, division win. And we get an opportunity to do that this week. We get a division opponent at our house Monday night, Halloween, in front of our fans. Uh, that's that's a that's an amazing thing for us to have right in front of us. So I, we're excited about that. And uh, with that, I'll take any questions. Thank you, Coach. The first one will be from Scott Petrick. Hey, Kevin, did you get an explanation from the league about the uh, false start penalty? Not yet. I've had one phone call, and I'll, I'll have another phone call later today. It, when you watch the film, did you think Charlie moved the ball? Because that's what Coach Harbaugh seemed to think. He didn't. I mean, Charlie's a veteran, uh, long snapper. He did nothing differently than he's done his entire career. Uh, we're in no way trying to draw them offside in that situation. The risk-reward is way, way, way too high. You may do that. If it's on the plus 10 and it's a short field goal, there's teams I see do that, but that certainly was not what we were doing there. And last thing on the field goal, why go with a yard um, shorter on the second try? Yeah, that's just something uh, with Charlie and and the uh, holder that we got to work through. Thank you, Scott. Next is Cam Justice. Hey, Kevin. I know that this season has had plenty of challenges for you guys, but I'm looking at last year and the team's motto was, you know, smart, tough, and accountable. Do you still feel like this far into the season that the team embodies those adjectives and characteristics? Yeah, I, I think you're right, Cam. 
things, you know, you never know what's coming and it's a test. Everything's a test. Uh, and losing is hard. It's no fun, but it's a test for us. And, and I do believe in, in those players. I do believe in those coaches. I do believe in our identity, uh, to, to your point. Um, but we got to just go do it. Um, but, but I do believe that, uh, everything in front of is in front of us and, and you get to, you get to really test your resolve uh, right now. Is there any part of, of those three descriptors that you would like to see more of from this team looking at what they've been able to do and how they're trending? Yeah, it's all of it, uh, Cam. You know, we we want to be smart. We want to be tough. We want to be, you know, accountable to each other. We want to be a resilient team. Uh, it, it's it's who we are. Um, and again, you're going to get opportunities. we got a great one uh, this week coming up versus a really good football team at our place. Thank you, Cam. Mary Kay Cabot, we'll go to you. Uh, yeah, Kevin, just wondering, you know, after the game, Amari owned um, the OPI and, you know, and, and said that he should not have done that. Um, just your thoughts on, you know, him kind of coming out and doing that. And also after you watched that again, uh, was that the kind of the call that you've seen go either way many times? Yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right, Mary Kay. You've seen that one go either way. There is hand fighting in this league. Uh, I get it. He created some separation there. So you're, you're beholden to whatever the officials uh, saw. And do you, uh, you know, do you respect the fact that, you know, Amari owned that he might yeah. have made that catch without doing it? Yeah, I mean, Amari's a pro. Uh, he's accountable to, to his team. Uh, we're going to be counting on him moving forward. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a really good player. Um, and, and I understand that that was an unfortunate moment, but uh, he's, he's moving forward. Thanks, Mary Kay. Jeff Shadell has our next question. Hey, Kevin, I'm going to ask you about the last two minutes of the first half and the first series of the third quarter. I think that you, you had called 10 straight pass plays. Uh, so my question is, why wasn't Nick Chubb, why didn't you give call running plays for Nick in those, in those two parts of the game? Yeah, I think, you know, we got into a two-minute drive, uh, Jeff, at, at the end there, and we, and we didn't come away with points. I think we started on the – uh, 12-yard line, got it out there to the, the 40, 42, uh, and we stalled. And, and that's, you know, I take that that upon me. I have to get the offense to break through there. You're trying to score a touchdown, settle for a field goal, and and we didn't either. We punted, and that's really unacceptable. But when you get in those two-minute situations, Jeff, uh, sometimes Kareem is in there as our two-minute back, as our third down back, and in a lot of ways that's to keep Nick fresh throughout the game. Um, and then we come out of the second half and we go, sack completion to Nick and then a strip sack. Um, so that, that's a, that's how it went down. Um, it's not what we're trying to do, obviously um, trying to just be efficient in the run in the pass game, uh, trying to avoid third down as best we can and come away with points when we uh, have opportunities to do it. So uh, when it's not good enough, uh, that's, that's on me and us to get it fixed. And there were just too many moments there uh, where the offense hit a lull and versus a good team, you just got to – you have to make the most of your opportunities. And and I, I didn't feel like we did that, and, and that falls squarely on me. Thank you, Jeff. Let's go to Matt Fontana. Yeah, Kevin, you know, last week we hear from John Johnson about guys, you know, the, the commitment that we talked so much about. There are reports that guys were pretty loud and animated in the locker room yesterday. Do you feel like the players are at a real breaking point or maybe boiling over with their frustration? No. I don't. That's the short answer. The long answer is losing is frustrating. <laughs> I think 
I think, uh, I hope everybody gets that. Um, nobody likes it. It's a horrible feeling. Uh, look around the league. I'm, I know there's buildings that feel like we do right now and it, it's, it's, it's not fun. Um, but I know this, these guys work hard, uh, they, they play hard and they're going to continue to prepare. And, and that's what we, we have to do. And, and that's why this opportunity right in front of us, starting with this Monday night game, that's why it's so important. And is there an element of positivity on that where guys are saying, Hey, I care enough that I'm going to call guys out or I care enough to, to, to voice my opinion to other guys. Yeah. I mean, that's the environment you have in sports uh, with locker rooms. It's you're pushing each other. Um, and, and it's frustrating when you're losing and it's an amazing feeling when you're winning. Uh, so that's, that's all it is. You just got to continue to push each other. Thanks, Matt. Dale Ryder, you're up. Yeah, Kevin, I, I know every season is different. Um, in 2020, things were just so challenging for you guys, and it just seemed that no matter what was thrown at you as far as adversity, you guys just were able to handle it and and be successful and be at your best. So my question is that why this year do you guys as a team seem to be struggling uh, with adversity, whether it's a, you know one play or a penalty or whatever, it just seems to – things kind of snowball a little bit on you. So why do you think it's been so tough for you guys this year to kind of not allow that adversity to, to uh, stop you? Yeah, I, I think you're right there on every year's different. I, I really can't compare the years. I just think uh, where we are right now, we got to find a way to win. You know, I, I've said it, you've heard me say it. Uh, there are the little things in football uh, that you have to do uh, to win on the margins. Um, and we got to start doing them because these games are close. That's the NFL. It's why the product is so great. It's so exciting because these games are close. Uh, we've won close games before, uh, and we have to find ways to close these out. Um, and that's something that we're working really hard on. And then a question about special teams. Just every week there seems to be something that, that pops up, uh, whether it, you know, yesterday it was uh, giving up a big return. It was bringing the ball out when you probably shouldn't have and getting a penalty to compound that problem, uh, blocked field goal. Just why are there so many issues in that phase of the game week to week? And just how frustrating is that for you? Because I know you place uh, a premium on that. Yeah, I mean, it's the ultimate team game, Daryl. So to win, you got you to gotta play good football, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, there were moments there yesterday where we didn't do enough from a special team standpoint. You mentioned the long return, the, the block field goal. Uh, so we have to be better. Um, we'll coach real hard, make sure the guys understand that. Um, and, and we will get better just from, from making sure that they uh, understand what we're asking them to do. And then we got to go execute. Thank you, Aaron. We'll go to Tony Grossi. Oh, one question back on the placement of the field goal. Are you saying that the holder and uh, snapper made that decision on their own? No, I, no, not saying that. I think with the penalty moving us back those five yards, I think we just didn't adjust accordingly. Um, but those guys are always working to make sure that they're got their landmarks. Correct. Uh, I don't believe that was the reason the uh, ball was uh, blocked. And on the pass to Cooper on the OPI, great pass, should have been a touchdown. But is that a audible, or do you call going for the end zone with three minutes to go in the game there? Yeah, I mean, it was not an audible. Um, you're looking for opportunities, Tony, to score touchdowns. We'll take them whenever we can get them. If we got to play defense, we'll play defense. I think I understand what you're saying, where you'd love to take it all the way down to one and, and 
score on the last play. Uh, but when you're playing a good defense and you have an opportunity with a one-on-one -on -one ball, you got to take it. Next up, back to Scott Patrick. Hey, Kevin, back, back to the injuries. Um, week to week, does that mean you don't expect David this week? Yeah, I'd like to get late. You know, it's a Monday night game, so I want to get later in the week before I can make that determination. And then, Jacob, do you know if the pecs related at all to the bicep that kept him out a lot last year? I do not. I'm not sure. Do you know how he got hurt? Was it just making a tackle? Yeah, I believe it was one of the tackles along the sideline. Okay, and last, is Denzel still in the protocol? Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Ashley Bastock, you're up. Hey, Kevin, another Jacob question. I mean, he's just had so many injuries throughout this early portion of his career. Just, I guess, like how how unfortunate it is for him to go through another one of these, you know, major injuries after the one he dealt with last year. Yeah, I feel for all of our guys, actually, when they're going through these. It's uh, not fun to be hurt. It's not fun to be in the training room, not fun to go get surgery, not fun to rehab, all those things. And unfortunately, Jacob's uh, had to do that. Uh, I know this. He responds when he has to do this. You know, he, he works like crazy. I know he'll work like crazy to get back out there. Um, and un unfortunately, injuries are, are part of our game. We see it, you know, too often in this league. And, and it's it's so, so uh, unfortunate for the players, in this case, Jacob. Um, but it also is, is part of the game. And then as far as the green sticker, will that Dion take that over or JJ3? Or are you guys talking about yeah. that still? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work through all, all those things. Thanks, Ashley. Next up, Fred Reetham. Hey, Coach, I know it's a bottom line business, but, you know, it's probably not escaped you that, you know, four losses out of five, a total of nine points. Is that your selling point or the hope to build the team, not to let it spiral out of control the season of we're only one play away almost every game? Yeah, I, I think it just speaks to, again, going back to we, we know these are close games, Fred. That they, that's just how the NFL is. Um, we welcome that. That's part of the excitement of being a competitor in, in those moments. Um, and then we got to come through. And you really never know when that play that's going to swing the tide matters. There's plays in the first quarter uh, that, that you don't want to uh, lose the ability to go make a big play that uh, you know can affect the game. So it just will go back to making sure we're sound in everything we're doing, offense, defense, special teams. Thanks. Mary Kay, you there? Yep. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. I didn't hear. Anything. Not your fault. That's, that's Rob's fault, Mary Kay. <laughs> um, yeah, just wondering a little bit about Kareem Hunt. Uh, he hasn't had too many touches, you know, over the last two weeks, actually. And, uh, you know, his average this game on runs was not um, very good. So is there anything going on? with Kareem you're trying to get him involved and it's just kind of not happening or what's the deal there? Yeah. You know, the, the run opportunities he had were not blocked correctly. Uh, you know, they, they, and to Baltimore's credit, they, they, they did a nice job. So that's not on Kareem. Um, he's playing hard. Like he always does opportunities didn't uh, come up necessarily, but he, he did a nice job on his plays scored for us late. So um, he'll continue to do things that help us win. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Mary Kay. Let's take two more. Marla Ragnar and Tony Grossi. Marla? Yeah, Kevin, just curious about what you saw out of Deion Jones just in the time you had. And, you know, obviously it looks like he's going to have to do more. Yeah, yeah. I think he had 30-some plays, Marla. Had to play a little bit more with Jacob going out there um, towards the end. You know, he, he's a good veteran 
linebacker for us. He's hasn't played football in a little while. So I think it was just natural that uh, he's playing himself, not in the football and he's in good shape, but in the football shape, if you will, uh, just because when you haven't played in a while, then you're thrust out there. So I think he'll only get better because of that uh, has a very, very good understanding of what we're doing. So we'll see how the role, uh, you know, carves out as we move forward. And just the, the pressure that the Ravens put on uh, the offensive line. I mean, usually that's one of the strengths of your team. Do you think it was a, you had any issues without Teller or just wondering about that? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they have good players. Uh, they have good rushers that they beat us on a couple of our one-on-ones. Um, there's at least once where I felt like I could have helped the offense with the play call in those scenarios. Uh, but we, we gotta, we gotta do our best to protect. We gotta take care of the ball. Um, it, it's all those things moving forward. Thank you, Marla. Final question to coach Tony Grossi. Kevin, in the, in the first half, the decision to challenge the look like a sack, but wasn't, and that was a big swing position of the field. And when they punted a second time, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your information was that he might have been down, obviously, right? Yeah, obviously. You know, we missed that one. It happens. Uh, my, it's always on me, Tony. Uh, you know, even if they tell me one thing, I, it's ultimately my decision on what to do. Just felt like in the first half, uh, you can be a little bit more aggressive in those situations. It's, it was about 15 yards of field position, potentially. Um, and you're playing that field position game. Obviously. Obviously, if I could do it over, you, you don't challenge that for, for the reasons that we all saw. So um, you're, you're going to miss that at times, and uh, but that, that's my responsibility. Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you for your time, Coach. Okay, thanks, guys. Kevin Stefanski, press conference brought to us by Nissan of North Olmstead and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Jacob Phillips, perhaps season-ending pectoral injury. That guy... That guy's had few breaks. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Uh, well, does, you you want to see you yeah, don't see I mean, anybody get hurt. No, you never do. That's awful. Um, I do have a few questions for Coach Kev Pantsigan. That's your new name, by the way. <laughs> what? Kev Pantsigan. That's 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 too much. Too Kev, much. Kevigan was perfect. Kevigan. Yeah. All right. We did a whole thing on Friday. Gee, I'm really sorry I missed it. No, you're not. It was funny. Did you it, it was funny? It was, we had fun with it. Can we, we asked, can we actually talk about what the coach said before we bring in the other coach? I don't know, man. The other coach may have answers, but I'll let you I'll let you go here for a second. Go ahead, yes. Jacob Phillips, no. Deion Jones, your new middle linebacker. Well, that, sure. that timed out well. Yeah, that worked out all right. But you still now you need another linebacker. You're going to need another one, right? Well, He's I hurt. Think you think you need somebody, huh? So yeah. you've lost Anthony Walker. Now you've lost Jacob Phillips. Yeah, this hasn't been a good year for linebackers on this team. You need Denzel Ward. How about – so I um, – buddy, my chip sent me a text last night because I didn't realize that at the time of the block field goal that it was six yards, that they were up at six yards rather than seven yards. And it came up in the press conference today. Yeah. Did you notice that right away? Yeah. Well, I noticed it because Jim. That said in, something? In calling the game yesterday, uh, you know, Jim did the math. Yeah. And he saw where the line of scrimmage was. Right. And he said, so and he said, so it's a sixty one yard field goal try, which it should have been. Right. And then as they get all set up and everything, Jim said, Oh, wait, it's gonna be a sixty yard field goal. And I noticed and I thought, boy, that looks like they're tight. And they were. I wonder, because you remember on the snap before from Charlie by the way, I love Charlie Hewlett. Like I don't ever like the fact that we even say his name means probably something went wrong. Remember the snap before. Bjork has had to like he that was an it, amazing yeah, he kind of rolled it back. I mean that was and you never see that out of Charlie. Like I have 
100% complete faith in him, but I also wonder if they shortened it up by a yard because of the snap before. Or were they trying to make know. the field goal a yard closer? At that point. I mean, what's a yard at that point? I agree. Well, well with, I mean, with six him, years. yeah. If it were years ago and guys aren't kicking 60 yarders with five yards to spare. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. So, you know, he brought that up yesterday and then it came back up again in the press conference. So I, I also don't have a huge problem with that challenge that he had yesterday. Again, man, it's yeah, weird because when you get field position. Yeah, well, I didn't. I mean, I listened to it on the radio and Jim made me think I was like, oh, maybe he was down because they were questioning it. And yeah. and I, it, clearly they were right to question it because Kevin was questioning it, too. So and 15 yards makes a big difference. In that game. Yeah, I just, I don't you just know. And your, that, you just did your Kevin. Well, you in, I, I'll yeah. ask you when we come back. A post game where people complaining about the refs like crazy at the end? Um, yes, but not as much as they were complaining about the team. Gotcha. And it put a smile on Tyvis Powell's face because he had to deal with all those questions. And he's going to deal with some next. Uh-oh. Tyvis from the Browns Radio Network joining us here on Basket and Phelps.